Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey everybody, welcome once again to Calvary Church Online. Come on, can we give God a big, big hand? Come on. We love it. We love that you're connected on Sundays. Love that you get to watch. I want to give a shout out to everybody watching across our city and across the world. Absolutely love that we're still connected. Come on, as we're doing this 21 days of prayer and fasting, we're in this together. Got some people behind the scenes doing camera and audio. Come on, can we give them a big, big hand for all of their hard work? And so we're excited, excited that you're with us today. Uh, We're excited because last week we started a brand new series called Turn Off the Noise. Come on, somebody say, turn off the noise. Turn off the noise. noise. How to hear the voice of God. The month of August, we really uh, have been intentional on hearing God's voice. We started 21 days of prayer and fasting. You can still join us if you haven't started. And then we started this series. We want to hear from God. We want to hear from heaven. I don't know about you, but I think there's a lot of noise around the world today. And what we want to do is hear from heaven. We want to hear God's voice. There's a lot of people speaking, a lot of people saying what we should do, what we shouldn't do, where we should go, where we should go, where we shouldn't go. Come on. We want to hear from God. God, what is the direction you have for our life? So that's what we're talking about. So maybe today you're at home. You're like, I haven't heard from God in a long time. I need direction in decisions that I need to make, clarity. Well, let's hear from heaven. Let's see what God has to say. So I want you to turn your Bibles with me to the book of uh, Luke chapter 11. Come on, go to Luke chapter 11. If you're there with us in the chats, I love it. We love jumping on the chats and meeting so many people. Let us know where you're watching from, wherever it is. Maybe somewhere in the city. Shout out to all the people in Hialeah watching. Come on, North Miami, down in Homestead. Seeing people all around Kendall watching. Let us know where you're watching. Also, shout out to all of our family in Sweden watching. Israel. I know some people in Canada, Massachusetts. I mean, people watching all over the place. We're glad that you've been joining us. If you're with somebody, tell them, I'm glad to see you today. Come on. Maybe it's a family member, a mom or dad, son, brother. Tell them uh, you're glad to see them. Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Turn off the noise. Uh, Last week, uh, we started talking about how to uh, create a place where we can uh, get away from the noise to really hear from heaven. Um, And we said that God doesn't have a speaking problem, but we have a hearing problem. And so we talked about three things. We talked about our position, our posture, and priority. Position, posture, and priority. Today, I want to talk a little bit more about that position, the position. And I want to talk about the position of prayer. Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. Come on, get a Bible there in your living room, in your bedroom, or in your office, wherever you can. Grab a Bible. Luke chapter 11. We're going to begin to read in verse 1. If you're there, can you shout amen? Come on. Amen. All right, it says this. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, Teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. 
A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. Come on, can I get an amen? amen. Come on. Luke chapter 11, out of those verses today, we're going to continue with part two of this series. Turn off the noise. How to hear the voice of God. And today, I want to talk to you from this subject. Teach me how to pray. Teach me how to pray. If you're taking notes, write that down. Studies have shown that uh, those people who take notes, 80% of them make it into heaven. So we want to make sure we, that was so corny, but uh, make sure you're taking notes there at home. Come on, we're all leaning in. I think today we all want to learn how to pray. We all want to get better at praying. Anybody want to get better at praying? Anybody want to get better at talking to God? What is prayer? How do we pray? Let's talk about that today. And so let's pray. Let's ask God to speak to us, to help us today as we study this. And then I believe in it's going to be an amazing day for you and I. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for this moment together. Thank you for the next few minutes as we're going to talk about your word and prayer. God, that you would teach us how to pray. Teach me how to pray, God. I want to hear from heaven. I want to know you better. God, we want to know you better. And so draw us close to you because as we draw close to you, you'll draw close to us. We need you. We need your voice. Thank you for loving people like us. Thank you for everybody watching across the day. Have your way in our life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. Come on, can we give God a big, big praise? Come on, give God a praise right there where you're at, in your living room, wherever you're at. 144 years ago, 144 years ago, the first words ever spoken over a telephone were said. It was 144 years ago on March 10th, 1876 in Boston, Massachusetts, that Alexander Graham Bell said the words, Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you. Those were the first words ever spoken on a telephone. Alexander Graham Bell had been working on this invention for a few years and he finally finalized it and he was able to make the first phone call. He was working on this for a while and finally it was able to carry his voice over to the next room to his assistant to come over. It was an incredible invention. That day marked a significant day for humankind. Right. It was open the door. It was incredible. It opened the door for communication now to go to the next level for humanity. I mean, now today we can be in Miami and talk to somebody all the way in Sydney, Australia. Right, yeah. It's incredible. We can be here on earth and communicate with people in space. Yeah. Like communication has gone next level all because this one man went in on inventing something to take communication to the next level. Mm. The right number today can get you in touch with anybody almost anywhere in the world. Right. Absolutely phenomenal. What if I told you that we have something that can contact us to the wisest, strongest, most loving being in the universe. Come on. Come on. The telephone was an incredible revolutionary idea. But what if I told you today that we have prayer and that prayer can communicate us with God. It can get us in touch with the almighty, powerful, loving God. Come on. Prayer is something that can help us today. I want to talk about prayer. This is the problem, though. 
The problem is that prayer is totally available, yet seldomly used. So many of us, come on, we use our phones all day long. (laughs) You can be 8 years old or 80 years old. People know how to use their phones. I've seen 80 80 people 80 years old on FaceTime. (laughs) I've seen 8-year-olds know how to use a phone better than me. (laughs) My nephews are geniuses on the phone. We use it all the time, but when it comes to something with prayer, it's available yet seldom used. We get so caught up with hearing the noise around us that we don't make time to hear the voice of our Father above us. Because there's so much noise. Come on, there's so much noise around us, right? We're, we're caught up in the noise of Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. What's going on here? What is, what is somebody eating for lunch on Instagram? What's the next political argument on Facebook? Hello? What's the next news breaking out on Twitter of what celebrity? Come on, there's noise all around us. Can I get an amen? amen. There's noise all around us. And we're so caught up with the noise around us, we don't hear from our Father above us. Good, and so we seldomly go to prayer Because we're so caught up with what's happening on earth. There's so much noise around us. And the truth is, we overcomplicate prayer to a form and some phrases, or we reduce it down to prayer to some words and a ritual. We can either overcomplicate it or we reduce it. A lot of people say, well, well, I would like to pray. I like to talk to God, but I'm not the right person to pray. As if it takes a certain person to pray. Well, I like to pray, but I don't know how to pray. I don't know which words to use. You ever heard that? I don't know which words to use. How do I pray? How do I talk to God? How do I approach? I don't know how to talk to God. Or we reduce it down to, well, I'm just going to say some sentences over and over and over to God. And that's how me and God speak. And, and then I'm done. Can I tell you, you don't have to overcomplicate it and you don't have to reduce it. In fact, I'll say this today. Prayer is a conversation, not a ceremony. It's a relationship, not a ritual. Prayer, it's not a ceremony. It's not a ritual. It's a conversation with God. In fact, Wayne Gruden, an incredible theologian, said this. Prayer is personal communication from us to God. Personal communication. I can speak to God in heaven through prayer. He can hear me and I can hear him. It's us communicating with God. Can I tell you, you don't need the right words. You don't need Wi-Fi. You don't need an iPhone. Come on, with your voice, you can open up. You can call out to God. Calling calling God is not picking up the phone and dialing. Come on, it's kneeling down and opening up our voice and saying, God, I need you in this moment. God, I'm seeking you in this moment. That's prayer. And we should pray more. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3 says, call to me. And I will answer you. And I'll tell you great and unsearchable things which you do not know. Anybody want to hear from God? Come on. Anybody want to hear from heaven today? He says, call to me. Are we calling God? (laughs) Who are we calling? Who is it that we're running to? Do we run to God in heaven when we need direction in our life? Are we calling God? The problem is we use prayer like our flat tires. Right. Whenever we get uh, like our spare tires, whenever we get a flat tire is when we remember, I got a, I got a spare tire in the back. Wow. Come on, we never think about our spare tire. Like I don't drive around saying, mm, I got a spare tire. I, 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 it's there. I think it's there. I haven't checked. We don't even we don't even check if it's there. The moment we get a flat tire, we remember, oh, I got a spare tire in the back. It's the same thing with prayer. As soon as we're in an emergency, as soon as something happens in life, remember, oh, I have prayer. (laughs) Oh, I can call to God. Other than that, we seldom use prayer. But prayer, it's about a relationship, not a crisis. Prayer, it's an exchange of communication, 
not an in case of emergency. Are we praying? Are we talking to God? It's to know more of God. He wants you and I to know him. Today, I want to tell you, God wants you to know him. He's inviting you into a relationship with him. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God wants to know me and he allows me to know him. Come on, that he wants me to draw close. I'm glad that the almighty creator of the universe wants me to get to know him. Come on, he invites us into a personal relationship. You and I can get close to God. We can speak to him today. We can hear his voice above the noise. We can hear our father in heaven speaking to us come on we have a father that invites us to know him and it's through prayer and so i, I i'll say as we we go into the second part of the series we need to pray more yeah. i need to pray more we need to call out, call out on god we should be praying every single day Amen. we should be seeking out to god that's why at calvary we say this and i want you to remember this today that prayer is our first response, not our last resort. It's good. It's good. Prayer is our first response, not our last resort. In, in today's uh, verses, pieces of scripture that we looked at, the disciples see Jesus praying and they approach him and they say, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? We, we want to know how to pray. This tells me they, they've seen Jesus praying. They've witnessed Jesus praying. And they're like, how, how does he pray? We've heard a few words that he's spoken. And how does he approach God this way? It's much different than how they approached God. And so they want to learn how to pray. They've heard him. They've observed him. They want to know, how, how can we pray? You know what I love is that Jesus doesn't give us an essay to repeat. But Jesus gives us an example to follow. He doesn't give us an essay to repeat. But he gives us an example to follow. And so Jesus begins to give them an example on how to pray. See, they, uh, them, just like us, we've made a mistake of thinking that prayer is certain words and phrases to be repeated. But God doesn't want empty words or phrases. Yeah. He wants a sincere conversation from our, Maybe today you're watching at home and you're like, I, I, I want to pray more. How can I pray more? I want to have this conversation with God, but I, but I don't know. Let's talk about prayer for the next few minutes that we have left. What, what do we do? How can we speak to God? What is prayer? I've, I've heard some people pray, and, and I've heard a lot about prayer, but how can I pray? How do we do this? God, teach us how to pray. Jesus wants a sincere conversation with us. Prayer is important, and I really believe that as a society, in fact, as a church all across the globe, we, we've left prayer to the side. And one preacher said that, uh, prayer meetings are like the Cinderella of the church. They're off to the side, and it's the one that nobody wants to attend. Imagine if we were a praying church. Imagine if we were praying people yeah. who for everything, come on, it was our first response, not our last resort. Yeah, We've left prayer to the side. Leonard Ravenhill said this, No man is greater than his praying life. The pastor who is not praying is plain. The people who are not praying are strained. A sinning man... We'll stop praying, and a praying man will stop sinning. Come on, come on. Do we pray? 
We struggle. We have problems maybe in our marriage, in our family, in our personal life. There's addictions. There are bondages. There's stuff that we go through, trials, temptations. Can I tell you, the answer is prayer. The answer is talking to God in heaven. Come on, more than a preaching, more than just attending a church service. Come on, we need a personal relationship with the God who loves us, with the God who's for us. But we need to pray. Can I get an amen? amen. I need to pray more. Look at the person next to you and tell him, you need to pray more. You need to pray more. <laughs> We need to pray more. A sinning man will stop praying, but a praying man will stop sinning. Do we pray? Okay, so how do we pray? I want to give you three keys on how I think we should pray uh, all around what we call the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus showed us. Again, this is just a model. It's an example. Jesus was giving us an example, a model to follow. We too have turned off the noise. Come on. How do we pray? Week one was Let's create a place where the noise is going down. Now, now what, how do we do? How do we hear from heaven? Well, it's in a position of prayer. How do we pray? I'm going to give you three keys that I think can help us in how we pray. And this week, let's do that. Let's develop an attitude of prayer, a spirit of prayer, and let's create positions of prayer where we can hear from heaven. So Jesus begins to give this example. And the first thing that he does I think, is that he gives us an example of declaring. Number one, declare. When you go to pray, how do you pray? I think you start by declaring. In Jesus, in the example that he gives us, he first begins by acknowledging who God is. Right? right? He says, Father, hallowed be your name. Father, hallowed be your name. He is our Father, and he's holy. So Jesus begins by declaring who God is. Maybe you're like, okay, what's, what's hallowed? I don't know what hallowed is. Hallowed means sanctify or it means holy. In other words, it actually means to treat as holy. Yeah. So God, he is holy. He's awesome. We need to treat him as such with respect, with reverence, with royalty. Come on. He's the most high God. Make sure you know who you're talking to when you right. approach God. Right. Right? Do you still believe that God is holy? Do you still believe that God is awesome? Do you still believe that God is all-powerful, almighty? Come on, he holds the universe in the palm of his hand. Come on, when you go to pray, you're not praying to a little cute God. You're praying to an almighty God. The Bible calls him a mighty warrior. Come on, mountains melt like, like wax before him. Come on, the whole universe runs on his words, on what he's spoken out of his mouth. When we approach God, we're approaching a mighty, strong God. Come on, the enemies have to scatter before for him he's almighty all powerful hallowed be your name it's another word for saying another phrase of saying glorify your name make yourself known god throughout the universe you are mighty you are strong you control the winds and the waves you are awesome you run every single planet you spoke every star into existence you run the galaxies hallowed be your name we treat them as holy Hallowed be your name. The first thing that we do when we approach God in prayer is first declare. I don't come running up to God and saying, God, I need you today. God, I got this problem. That's good. And we should. But the first thing, I need to acknowledge who he is. God, today I just come before you. I just want to say you're awesome. God, you're mighty. You are big. You are all powerful. You are incredible. I'm declaring who God is. Right? So he talks about hallowed be your name. Psalm 97 verse 9 says, for you, Lord, are most high above all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. He's holy. Hallowed be 
your name. But, but Jesus does something peculiar here because he doesn't just say, hallowed be your name. He starts by saying, Father. He starts by saying, Father. So we see two different doctrines here at play. First is the doctrine of transcendent. That means God, he's big, he's huge, he's, up, he's far above everything. But then he says, Father, which means that's the doctrine of eminence. God is also present and he's also close and he's here with us right now. In other words, God, he's huge, he's big, he's above everything, but he's also here with us, close, close to me and close to you. God is big, but he's also your father. God is above us, but he's also with us. So when you pray, declare who he is. He's almighty, powerful God, but he's also my father. And he's also with me. And he's also for me. And he's also on my side. Come on, when you approach God, how do we pray? We first come acknowledging who he is. He's almighty God, my good father. He's the God who's in absolute control, yet cheering me on. He's the God who runs the universe, but is also in control of my personal life. And he knows the details of my life. I love what Pastor Robert Morris says. He says this, we must never forget his greatness, yet it's also true that we never need to keep our distance from God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Never forget how good, awesome, great God is, but also how we have access granted mm -hmm. and we can approach God because he's our father. God is big, yet he's in me. God is powerful, yet he's for me. God is mighty, yet he's on my side. A couple weeks ago, we, we went to this restaurant and you know how it is, everybody with masks and everybody's separated. And we went with some friends from church, Adib and Norma, there's some great friends and they invited us to the restaurant. We went to this Italian restaurant. You know, I love Italian. And we went to one of the best Italian restaurants and, and uh, we went, you know, they asked, you got a table? Yeah, we went to this table. I'm like, my name's Sagadi, thank you. And uh, went to this table, we're eating, had an incredible time at this restaurant, ate some food. Afterwards, um, Adib is like, here, let me show you the restaurant. And, and he starts taking us to different parts of the restaurant. I'm talking about like back rooms of the restaurant. They had this one room that you can rent out, beautiful room. And, and we're back there just like walking around. I'm kind of looking like, are we allowed to be back here, right? They have like this little store and he's taking us around the store. This is late at night. The restaurant's about to close and he's giving us a tour. And I'm like, I think they're going to like kick us out. We, we don't belong here. And I'm looking around like I'm embarrassed. I'm like, well, I think we're gonna be kicked out. I think this is awesome, this looks nice, but we should go. All of a sudden, the owner comes out, and I'm like, this is it. This is where we get kicked out, and this is where we're embarrassed. And our friend starts talking to the owner. And they have an incredible relationship. And, and then I realize, wait, he knows the owner. They are friends. And because they're friends, he can approach and walk around the restaurant. Can I tell you, we know the owner of the universe. Come on, we're the sons and daughters of the God who runs this earth. Come on, you don't have to stay away from God. People don't have to pray for you. You yourself can come boldly before the Father. You can have a conversation with him. You can say, God, my father, my dad, I'm here. I need you. Because we know the owner. Tell somebody, I know the owner. I'm in with the owner. I'm friends with the owner. Approach God. Come close to me, James says. And I'll draw near to you. Amen. We can approach God. He's big. He's powerful. But access granted, we can approach him. And so we start by declaring who he is. Prayer is not us reminding God who he is. But prayer is reminding our souls who he is. Yes. Yes. 
And so we start by declaring. Why do we do this? Why do we start? Why did Jesus give us this model, this example of starting with declaration? Well, we start by de with declaration because it strengthens our faith. Why do we start declaring? Because it strengthens our faith. When I approach God and I start declaring who he is, it builds up my faith. I may be going through it. I may have had a difficult week. Right now, you're up against something. Maybe right now, you're anxious, you're stressed, you're worried, lost your job. Family situation is a mess. As you start saying, God is mighty. God is big. God is for me. He runs the universe. He's in control. He knows every hair on my head. Come on. The world is in his hands. All of a sudden, it strengthens my faith. And I say, I may be going through it. But as long as he's with me, who can stand against me all the days of my life? Come on. It strengthens your faith. Start by declaring. Hallowed be your name, Father, because it strengthens your faith. Come on, anybody understanding this? Yeah. How do I pray? You first declare. Amen. Strengthens your faith when you declare. Number two, number two, what do we do next? Well, I think the second example that Jesus shows us in this prayer is to surrender. Number two, surrender. The next couple of phrases that Jesus models for us, he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, give us today our daily bread and forgive us as we also forgive those who trespass against us. Again, not, not words just to memorize and say, but Jesus is modeling for us how to pray for God's will. In other words, after we declare, we now surrender. And we pray, God help us. We, we don't want our will. We don't want our plans. In fact, I approach you not with a list of demands, but I approach you with a surrendering heart, saying, God, you, you're in control. You're awesome. You're great. You're big. You're mighty. And I need you. And I want to do your will. And I want to walk in your plans. We pray not to get earth's will in heaven, but to get heaven's will on earth. Okay. Oh, Oswald Chambers, in his book, uh, My Utmost for His Highest, said this, we usually look upon prayer as a means for getting something for ourselves. But the Bible idea of prayer is that we get to know God himself. Right. In other words, so many of us approach prayer so that God gives us everything we desire. When really, when the Bible talks about prayer, is that we would get God as the desire of our hearts. God, I don't want anything. I just want you. God, I don't come here with a list of demands and wishes and things that I need. That's great. What I need more is your will. What I need more is your heart. What I need more is to hear from heaven. God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, whatever your will is in heaven, let it be done here on earth. I need you. Number two, how do we pray? We surrender. Saying, God, I got all these plans. I got all these goals, hashtag goals. I got all these things that I want, that I need. But, but you know what? Give me what you think is best. Yeah. I want your will. Can we pray that? Yeah. Come on, that's not an easy prayer because that means it may not be our goals. Right. It may not be our desires. It may not be what we want. But if it's what God wants, I want it. Yeah, and so it's surrendering. Can we surrender? I talked a little bit about this last week. So easily we come to God with with conversations where it's really just one-sided and say, God, 
God, I hope you're good today. God, God, you know what I need right? God, God, if you can give me $200 right now, just this weekend, I love you, God. By the way, I declare, you're awesome. Hollow be your name. But $200, I really need it, God. I need that because, you know, I got my air conditioner, my car also. Um, it's it, the Freon. It's not freeing. And uh, God, I just need, I need, God, I need your help. Right? Like, we always come with a list of demands before God. Can we come up to God and say, God, I don't know what, I don't know what is on my list right now. What I want is you. What I need is you. What I desire is you. God, I need you. God, I'm going to call upon you. God, I need you so much. God, not my will be done, but your will be done. God, I desire you. I need you in my life. I want you so much, God. Can we do that? Can, can we look to God and say, it's not what I want. It's not my will. It's not my desire. But it's what you want. Come on. Can I get an amen? amen. So number two, it's surrendering. That's why Luke chapter 11 Later on, after the prayer, Jesus gives us an example of how we should trust God. Verses 11 through 13, he says, Which one of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Imagine that. But if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? He teaches them how to pray, and then he says, Trust God with what he's going to give you. Come on. That's a powerful power. In other words, he's going to take care of you. Yeah. He's going to give you what you need. Can you surrender to it? Can you say, God, not my will, but your will? Yeah. We were driving not long ago, me and Diana, you know, we always have a battle between ways and uh, directions. And I think I know more than ways. And we were driving and the other day I had music on because I thought I knew where I was going. You guys know, it's my dilemma always. I thought I knew where I was going. I had the music on and, and I was into the music. You ever jam out in your car? Like really jam out. Like you just, you're on the highway, you're jamming out to music. And so I, I heard Diana telling me something, uh, but I wasn't sure what she was telling me. And the song that was on was really, really good. So I was like, okay, I, I, I heard you, babe, but I'm just listening. Because I didn't pay attention, I missed the exit. So she finally turns down the volume and she's like, you missed the exit. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? Like, you should have told me I missed the exit. Now we got to get off who knows where, back around, make a U-turn, then get off again to get back on the right exit. And she's like, I've been telling you, but you weren't listening. I love what Pastor Craig Rochelle says. He says this, maybe he isn't showing you what to do in the future because you haven't done anything with what he told you in the past. Come on, a lot of us, we're not yeah. surrendering to God's will and God's plans. And we want to do our plans. We want to do our will. We want to go after our goals. And so we're wondering, God, are you speaking? God, but if we were to approach him with a surrendering heart and say, God, not my will, but your will. Oh, he'll speak to you. He'll show you. But maybe you need to turn down the music. Maybe you need to turn off the noise to hear the voice of the Father giving you direction. And he's telling you, get off here. I got a plan for you. Hey, get off on this exit. Hey, be careful with this relationship. Do we have ears to hear what he's trying to say? I grew up with parents who loved me, and parents always said, don't run on the street. It wasn't because my dad was trying to live in me. He was trying to protect me. Are we listening to the voice of the Father trying to protect us? Not my will, but your will. Give us this day our daily bread. I need you. I'm glad I got this job, but I need your direction. I'm glad I got this money, but I need you more than money. I'm glad I got this around my life, but I need you more than anything. Can we surrender to him with everything? How do we pray? Saying, God, I surrender. I, don't, I, I need you more than what I have in my life. Why do we do this? Number two, why do we surrender? Why do we pray that way? 
Well, we do that because it builds our trust. It builds our trust. Prayer builds our trust for God. Alex, why should we pray? Because it strengthens our faith and because it builds our trust. We come declaring because it strengthens our faith. We come surrendering because it builds our trust. I don't know as much as awesome, mighty God knows. And I don't want my plans. I want his plans because I trust him. And the more we surrender, the more we're showing how, how much we trust God. And the last thing I'll finish with this. Number one, we declare. Number two, we surrender. And number three, we ask for guidance. Guidance. He says, lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. Now, when we read that, lead us not into temptation, what does that mean? Well, you have to understand in this term, it means, God, don't permit me to go down temptation. So, you know, we're doing the fast and during quarantine, we've been trying to eat as healthy as possible at home as well. And recently, me and Anna went to Publix and I forgot what she was showing me down this aisle, but I think it was some carbs and some kind of food that she knows I love. I think it was pita chips. Again, you know my struggle with pita chips. And, and I made a decision. You know what? I'm not even going to go down that aisle. I'm not going to go down that aisle because I know myself. I know that if I see pita chips, it's going down. I'm going to put that thing in my shopping cart. I'm going home and I'm eating a whole basket of pita chips and hummus. So I decide, don't even, don't even allow me to go down that aisle. And so when we say, lead us not into temptation, it's saying, God, help me not even to go down that lane. Help me to fight against temptation. Give me your guidance. Lead me not into temptation. Deliver me from evil. We're saying, God, God, don't even permit me to go down that way. But I've surrendered to your will. And if I go down, give me the strength in you to overcome it. We ask for guidance from heaven. We ask for God to help us. Psalm chapter 32, verse 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. We're saying, God, help me. Help me be strong. Keep me strong, God. Help me. I need guidance. Why are we saying turn off the noise? Why do we want to hear from God? Because in moments like this, what we need is heaven's voice in our life. God, we come declaring who you are because it strengthens our faith. God, we come surrendering because it builds our trust. And then we come asking for guidance because it transforms our character. Why do we pray this way? Because it transforms our character. Saying, God, don't lead me into temptation. Whether that's temptation of the flesh, eyes, or whether that temptations could also be trials. God, God, don't lead me. But if I do, deliver me from evil and transform my character. I pray this because I need change in my heart. Because it's not my will, it's your will. As we pray, God develops our character. As we pray, he's making changes in my life and in your life. How do we pray? We declare, we surrender, and then we ask for guidance. We declare, we surrender, and then we ask for guidance. Because it strengthens our faith, it builds our trust, and it transforms our character. This week, let's do something. Let's pray more. Let's pray more. I need to pray more. I'm sure all of us need to pray more. We need to pray. We need to speak to heaven. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about like in the car on the way to work. Like, like that's awesome. But something at Calvary that we've done for the last couple of years, we call it the first 15. Let's practice the first 15. That means the first 15 minutes of your day when you wake up, give it to God. This week, can we put that into practice? Can I get an amen? amen. Come on, let's put that into practice. Put your alarm 15 minutes earlier and say, I'm going to wake up. And the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to speak to God. I'm going to get in a position of prayer 
where I come declaring, where I come surrendering, and where I come asking for guidance. God, I'm declaring who you are. I'm going to wake up in the morning, and before I see the news of a tropical depression or hurricane or a virus or politics, I'm first going to declare how you're above everything. I'm going to remind my soul, wait, there's a God who runs the universe. There's a God who's in charge. There's a God who's mighty. There's a God who's awesome. The first thing I'm going to do in the morning is not go to my email, not go to my text, not go to Instagram, not turn on the news. The first thing I'm going to do is speak to my soul and say, remind yourself the God that you serve, the God that you have, the God that's for you. Come on, strengthen your faith in the morning. And then I'm going to build my trust. God, not my will today, but your will. God, whatever comes my way today. Let it not be my will, but your will. Give us this day our daily bread. Surrender. First 15 minutes of your day, declare, surrender, and then guidance. God, transform my character. Help me, God. Help me where I go. Lead me not into Deliver me from evil. God, transform my character. Can we pray this week? Let's make a, let's make a commitment. We're going to pray more this week. We're going to turn off the noise. I'm going to turn off the TV. I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm going to give God 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Come on, let's really pray. Imagine everything that heaven wants to tell you, but we don't make time for it. God, speak to, speak to us. We have access to the Father like we talked about last week. Today, God, teach me how to pray. I want to pray like you, Jesus. If Jesus went off to the mountainside to pray, I need to make time in my life to pray. Jesus says, don't be like the Pharisees that pray out in public spaces. When you pray, go, go to the prayer closet, he said. In other words, pick a place in your house, in private, where you are on your knees or on your face before God for some time. If Jesus needed to pray, how many know we need to pray? Yeah. Yeah. We need to pray. Today, you're like, Alex, I would love to know this God. I would love to have a relationship with this God, but, but I'm so far from God. I'm so distant from God. I don't know this God personally. I've done so much wrong in my life. There's no way that this God can love me. I want everybody to pay attention for the next few moments. We're finishing in the next couple of minutes. Today, if you're watching and you say, Alex, I don't know God. I would love to pray. and I'm going to try to pray, but I feel distant. I feel like God must not love me because I've done so much wrong. This is the truth. All of us have done wrong. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. I want to tell you today, God loves you. He loves you so much. Pay attention to me. I don't know if you're in your living room, your bedroom, but I want you to pay attention for just a moment. He loves you. Yes, you. you you're watching this. He loves you. He loves you so much. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. The truth is, all of us are sinners. We've all done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong. And the Bible says that sin does separate us from God. But God loves us so much that he sent his son, Jesus. And Jesus came and he grabbed my sin and your sin. And the Bible says that Jesus grabbed all of our sins, the sins of humanity. He went up on a cross and Jesus died for each and every single one of us. Jesus died for me and he died for you. Sin has a heavy price. It's called death. But Jesus says, I'll die so you don't have to. See, that's why we as believers in Jesus, we believe that death is not the final stop for us, but it's actually the doorway to life forever with God. Today, you can have eternal life. Today, you can have a relationship with this God who loves you. If you're watching this and you say, Alex, I'm tired of living like this. I'm tired of living away from God. I'm tired of living without peace. Somebody watching, you can't sleep at night. You don't have peace. You've been anxious. You've been stressed. You're tired of the way life is going. You're tired of some of your decisions. You need Jesus. The answer is not found in a bottle full of alcohol. It's not found in prescription pills. It's not found in relationships. The answer is found in Jesus. He is the hope for humanity. And today, he would love to start a relationship with you. I'm not talking about a relationship with a church, with a pastor. I'm not talking about that. A relationship with the God who loves you. 
If you're watching this and you say, Alex, that's me. I need a relationship with God. Come on, as all of us are praying, everybody praying here in the studio, at home, wherever you're at, as you're praying, if you say, Alex, I need a relationship with God, I'm going to count to three. If that's you, right there where you're at, I want you to throw your hands up in your, in your house, in your living room, in your office. Say, God, I need you. To count of three, if that's you, let God know. Today, I'm putting my faith and my trust in Jesus. One, two, three. Come on, make that decision. If that's you, say, that's me. That's me. Today, I surrender. Today, I'm in. I need a relationship with God. Awesome. Awesome. Make that decision. Today, today, I'm starting a brand new relationship with God. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. My prayer doesn't save anybody. I'm just making a simple prayer to help you. The Bible says in the book of Romans that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So I'm going to help you make that first prayer. But you can talk to God, remember, any way, any place. Repeat after me. In fact, everybody in the studio is going to repeat after me. All of us as a big family, we're going to say this together. But today, if you're making that decision, say this with all your heart. He's listening to you. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God that you died for my sins and on the third day you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I am saved, I am healed, and I'm forgiven. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on. Hey, if you made that decision today, can you let us know right there in the chat? Say, hey, I did that prayer today for the first time. I'm making a decision to start a relationship with God. Let us know right now in the chats. We got pastors and leaders there that would love to give you a little, like, chat high five if that's possible. I don't know. But uh, we would love to just uh, connect with you. If not, you can also just send us a text. Pick up your phone and uh, send the word decided to 33222. Send the word decided. We would love to give you a free Bible. It's an absolute free Bible. This Bible is going to help you. I know you probably got one at home, but this one has a lot of notes to help you understand what you're reading. And uh, again, no strings attached. We just want to get one in your hands because we believe it's going to help you. We love you, and we're glad you made that decision today. Come on, the rest of us, let's practice the first 15 this week. Come on, we're, we're on the next few days of our fast. Let's really lean in and say, God, we need prayer. Come on, I want there to be a, a revival of prayer in our church. Come on, I want Calvary to be known as a praying church. That's why every night, every Wednesday night, we're praying as a church. Together. Join us on Wednesday night. 8 p.m., be in front of the TV with your family. We're praying together through this pandemic. We're praying together during this quarantine. Come on, let's be a praying church. Pick a place in your house where every day you're going to go for 15, 30 minutes, 60 minutes. I'm going to go and, and I'm going to talk to God. And I'm not just going to talk, but I'm also going to listen. I'm going to declare, I'm going to surrender, and I'm going to ask for guidance. We love you, church. We pray that you have the best week ever. Know that we're for you. We're praying for you. Our staff is praying for you. We believe the best is yet to come for your life. Come on, let's pray for us as we finish this, and then we'll have an incredible rest of your day. Let's lift up our hands wherever you're at. Come on, let's lift up our hands. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us and to lead us. There in your living room. Come on, why don't you lift up your hands? Invite the Holy Spirit to come in. Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for your word. Thank you for teaching us how to pray. Continue to help us and teach us how to pray. God, that we would declare, that we would surrender, and that we would ask for guidance as it strengthens our faith, as it builds our trust, and as it transforms our character. Holy Spirit, move in every house, move in every room, in every office, in every cubicle, in every car. God, I pray that you would speak to people where they're at today. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are the helper, that God, he's a good, good father, and he's given us a good thing called the Holy Spirit, who's the advocate, the helper, who comes to lead us, guide us in all things. Refreshing us today. Speak to us once again. And lead us closer to you. In Jesus' name.
Amen and amen. We love you, church. Have an incredible week. We'll see you next Sunday. Come on, let's go.